So let's talk about something that is not funny, and that would be cyclists and pedestrians ending up in incidents and often injury on the streets of Toronto. And a new study finds a very significant disconnect between people who present themselves at the hospital having been injured as a cyclist and a or a pedestrian and the number of police reports that are filed. And here's why that's significant. We're going to dig into this a little deeper. When we're doing urban planning, they're mostly dealing with the stats from police statistics. So if there's an intersection where routinely cyclists are ending up in trouble, the city will not know about it. Let's talk with Alison McPherson, the professor at the School of Kinesiology and Health Science at York University, who authored this study. Nice to have you. Good morning. Good morning, John. So let's talk about the broad strokes, first of all. And as I mentioned, there is a significant uh, disconnect between the official statistics, police reports, and the number of people who end up in the hospital. There is, yeah. And I think that that wasn't a big surprise to the research team because the two sets of data have really different purposes. You know, the police respond to incidents, as you mentioned, where somebody has called them. It's extremely rare for the police to attend a bicycle collision with which doesn't involve a motor vehicle. So they have very different objectives. Health services data captures all of the emergency department visits uh, for both cycling and pedestrians. So it's not surprising that uh, the health services data captures a lot more. Uh, this isn't a criticism of the police, it's just it, uh, it underlines the importance of using different data sets to get a complete picture of the situation here in the city. Well, and worth noting, I think most people presume, for talking, for example, about a cyclist incident, that it's somebody who got doored or struck by a car. Sometimes it's somebody who got their wheels stuck in a streetcar track. Exactly. In fact, in our study, over 80% of the emergency department visits did not involve, of the cycling injuries, did not involve a motor vehicle. So how does this impact urban planning? I mean, is there a means that we can document, you know, dangerous intersections or bad situations for pedestrians and cyclists and maybe may figure out a way to get around it? Well, uh, and that is a great question. Um, I think that's where the two data sources are important. Police data captured the intersections and the what we call hotspots for injury in the city. But health services data doesn't include the location of the injury. It gives a much better idea of the extent of the burden, but it doesn't capture those details that we need to know to make concrete um uh, changes to the intersections, as you mentioned. Okay, so is there a suggested change? I mean, I guess if we came up with a portal where, you know, somebody, once they get their hospital treatment, could say, by the way, you know, I went through a pothole or got my tire stuck in the tracks or I fell off a curb that was too high, whatever. Is there a means of gathering this information so we can have concrete change? There isn't yet, but I think that that would be the next step in the research program uh, is to work in partnership with the city. And I think it's also important to emphasize that this study, the data for this study was requested by the city of Toronto as an applied health research question. So the Institute for Clinical Evaluative Sciences or ICES provided the data to help the city develop better policies around uh, pedestrian and cyclist injuries. Thank you very much for this. Good to talk with you this morning. Good to talk to you too. Thank you. Alison McPherson is at York University.